Next, I'd like to introduce. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. He's going to get a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. This brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, medium, old. On all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, uh, hey now. And welcome to the big show. Joshy, Josh, what do you got for me? Oh, we got a lot to get to today. We'll talk, obviously, uh, Q's Hoops. We'll talk some Monday Night Football. And, of course, you can get involved anytime on the text line, 315-288-0644, or tweet at us at ESPN Syracuse. And a friendly reminder that all of the podcasts of not only the Daniel Baldwin Show, but all of these great ESPN Syracuse shows are available on demand in iTunes and Google Play. Just search for ESPN Syracuse. What more could you do in your evening than have a lovely dinner, mm-hmm. sit back, catch up on a little bit of news, or fake news if it's Trump sure. reporting, and then download this show or any of the amazing yeah. ESPN radio shows? Or say you've been in a coma for a few days, you want to binge listen to the Daniel Baldwin show, you can do it right there. What if you pipe it into the room while they're in a coma and they open up with a plethora of information that they don't need to do anything with for the rest of their lives? A plethora of misinformation, I think. uh, Well, on this show, that's quite possible. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm excited about it, Daniel. Very busy show. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about Syracuse basketball, shall we? A beautiful game. I was at the game with the great one. Yes, you were. Sitting in the ESPN seats, getting some camera time. Oh, you were on camera. Lafonso Ellis sitting in front of me. That looked good for me that I know Fonz. Mm Mm-hmm. So I gave him a little love, you know, and, and that yeah. worked out well. Robin got a couple of uh, shout-outs again from people that recognize her from the show. She's Very already, exciting. Oh, she's working. She's working the great one. She's working the great one at, at Levine I Hard. heard she's trying to angle for her own well, podcast. She's looking, she's yeah. looking for a show. She's yeah. looking for something to do, yeah. and, and she's working it hard. And, you know, when she has the tight outfit on and the hair's all done and the fur coat, and it's hard to say no. You can't say no to that. It's hard to say no. No. It's the total package. It's, it's TP. total package. It's TP. Absolutely you know, and she's right. of the same tribe, Zed. I know. Which means I'm not in that club. I'm out. No. Out. And I you, thought you were. I you thought, you thought I was Jewish until about a week ago. Grossenfeldsteinberg. Yeah, <laughs> that's my name, yes. Yeah. Mm. Syracuse, 72, Maryland, 70. We out-rebound Maryland 39-33. to Bassett has 13 boards and a double-double. Battle with 18 points. And we did really, truly rebound by committee. I believe we have a clip, do we not? Larry uh, has a clip that the great one is on a roll. Well, this is the great one's yesterday's prediction. Is there a guy that's going to step up if Battle does not play, uh, or even if he's not 100%? Uh, my money's on, look for a big game from Bissett tonight. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The great one, once again, seeing the future and being accurate. So we handed Maryland their first loss of the season last night. I don't believe so. I believe they lost to St. Bonaventure before that, 63 to 61. They did? Oh, it shows them 6 to 1 right here, am I? Oh, we'll take a look at it again. Oh, Let's go over okay. the schedule and we'll see if I'm not right at 63 to 61 against St. Bonaventure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you, uh, do you have that score? They did lose to St. Bonaventure. Score? Look at you. 63 to 61. Thank you very much. Photographic very much. memory. Yes. Daniel mm-hmm. Baldwin. Ask me my name. I can't spell it. Okay. Um, so, you know, you know, the great thing that I saw in this game was 
the all-out effort to rebound. You know, they're not a particularly big team, Syracuse, but they did rebound by committee, you know, and they played really, really well. And, and I mentioned something before the show to Josh, and that is they have that middle-round gear, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that. So when you watch a boxing match, that's a, I'll get that for you. Get that for you. What a terrible, what a terrible ringtone. What a terrible ringtone. What is that? I don't even know who's calling That's like me. radio video. <laughs> Boogie in a suitcase. <laughs> that was pop music, man. Larry, pop, pop, pop Larry's music. filling out his resume right now. <laughs> Give me, he goes back to he Google searches anything like, else. Oh, God. Is there any, anything else. Right. Gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hire him anonymously as my personal assistant. <laughs> yeah, please. And then bring him right back in the show. First day after he shows up to work and you bring him right back in. That's perfect. So, so. What I mean by that middle round mentality is when you watch a boxing match, there's two ways a, a fight usually opens. It's never a medium amount of action. Either they're very coy and they're kind of feeling each other out, and then it starts to increase, or they come out throwing bombs. Mm-hmm. But the fight is when it's when it's a a fight that is won by decision. Those middle rounds are the ones that tell you the fight because everybody you know can come out hot in the beginning. You've got that kind of gas in the tank, but in those middle rounds, you know it's who wins. Four, five, six, seven, and eight, you know, usually determines, you know, those. And Syracuse has that gear where they never let you get too far away. They make it maybe a little more interesting than they need, but they seem to answer in the middle of the game to stay close enough that they can pull away with that extra gear at the end. Um, and this was another example of that where they were on top. They actually lost the lead a couple of times, but not by much. At one point, they went down by four, and I thought, Oh, gosh, don't let this get away because they didn't have possession of the ball. And I thought, you know, six is a different number. That's two three-pointers. The, the the statistic that I thought was really interesting because we've all along, I've talked about how dependent on perimeter shooting Syracuse is, and they shot terribly from three-point land. I think they shot 16.7% from three-point range as opposed to almost 48% by Maryland and still won the game. Mm. Now, for a team that that you know normally doesn't score that many points in the paint, they scored like 40-something points in the paint. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot of points for Syracuse. And I, and I don't think you're going to see that season in and season out. When you look at the post-game interview with Beheim, he goes on to say, yeah, we missed some really wide-open shots. We're not going to be that lucky down the road, you know, win games like this. But the fact that they showed that they were resilient enough to change what their normal aperture is and be able to score in the paint and make it happen and win the game, I think says a lot about Syracuse. Not only was uh, Brissett tied up for the uh, most points, but he out-rebounded everybody on the team. 12 rebounds last night. 13 rebounds. 13 rebounds. Where are my stats coming from? Google. 13? (laughs) I'm going to challenge. I'm going to challenge again. I am going to challenge Please, it. Please, we're going to the monitor. There is a challenge. Around. There is a challenge. It says 12 rebounds, 15 points. O'Shea Brissett. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're waiting. Bottom category, last three. All right. Brissette. Hey, listen. 13. Wow. 61, 63. Well, where is my intern is giving me just incorrect you know, information. I, and you know why? Because mm. you go outside this room to get it done. I go to Larry Joe Salzone. You do. Who you is do. a who is the key point man for information needed. <laughs> Absolutely right. I do. No dis no disagree. Even a compliment mm. I get even a compliment I get a buzzer. I, I get I a dirty look. He's Eeyore. He's Eeyore. <laughs> oh he's a That's sh- who he is. He's Eeyore with the flu. He really is yes he it's is. It's even worse than Eeyore. Oh, he's, he's Eeyore the with the flu. I like how he's got the thing with the one ear push. He's got a little Spock thing happening. Well right he's now. looking like he's like he's in the record business right now. He's cutting a hip hop album. Nobody can see him. It's all right. Well, that's not going to – we got to talk about we're gonna that. We're going to change that. Oh. We're going to change that up right now. So up next, 
is KU. Kansas. Well, this is the Texas coming in. is saying, Daniel, what do you think about this lineup? We're looking at UConn. We're looking at Kansas on Saturday. <clears throat> Boy, well, is, ugh. That's going to be a tough game against Kansas. You know, but as I looked at their lineup, thinking that I, I continue to worry about our size up front, and of course, if we put in the type of rebounding effort that we did against Maryland, um, you know, we should be able to stay with with the best teams in the country if you put in that kind of effort. We out rebounded them, as I said, thirty nine to thirty three, and we're very very efficient on the offensive glass. Um, but you know, Bissett was as much as he played well, and he's become a better rebounder, according to Beheim himself, than they ever anticipated that he would be. Um, that's going to be a big factor. Just it, also in the fact that remember, every time you get a rebound when you're on defense, it's an opportunity that they would have had if they got the ball to score again. So mm-hmm. that becomes almost a defensive play. Uh, so so having that type of efficiency for them, if they can keep that up, they could beat Kansas. They they could. I I would not have said before last night's game that I thought we were going to beat Kansas. Uh, and I'm not saying I think we're going to beat Kansas, but we certainly proved we could beat Kansas because they did that with 16.73 point shooting. So, I mean, if they came out and got hot and shot 50, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to beat Kansas for yeah. sure. So there's there's no question they can do it. Jim Beheim went on to say, though, that he was uh, he was concerned because Bissett does have the ability to shoot the ball better than he has been shooting, and he has been struggling. Those are the types of things that we can't have happen. And also, there was something I saw too. Um, when something really obvious is facing you, you know, you're you're fourth and and goal from fifty yards out with two seconds left in the game. Guess what? They're going to throw it long. Everybody, they're going to throw a long pass to the end zone. Well, the same thing happened last night. The very last part of the game, that you know, we were up by, I believe, six, and um, this freshman that they had on Maryland, the kid shoots lights out. I don't recall his name right now, but I'll look it up. Uh, he came down the court and just pulled up and no one on him and stuck a three-pointer to make it a one-possession game again. Justin Jackson? Yes. Uh, Action Jackson. Action Jackson. So, at any rate, he he, he hit this shot and he had hit like six of them during the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, who else was going to shoot it but him? You would have think there would have been two guys tailing him. No one was on him. He was wide open. He splashes a deep. It was a deep three. But he hits it, and suddenly it's a one-possession game with seven seconds left in the game, and you're thinking, are you kidding me? The effort that we put forth to get to where we are now, uh, there was no one on the court. I would have left somebody open underneath and given them two because mm-hmm. it then be- still becomes a- two more possessions to win to win the game. So, uh, yeah, that was a big mistake, and it was so obvious that it was coming. I-, I-, I didn't understand how he was left so wide open. Those are the types of things that Coach Beheim was talking about when he said, we made some mistakes that you just can't have happen. You can't have a game yeah. that you scratch your way back, you're up by two three-point possessions, and you leave this guy wide open with seven seconds left in the game. You know, that was that was just a really big, stupid play. Um, so I think that they'll probably work on those things and make sure that in the huddle they address them before they walk out on the floor with seven seconds left and leave a, a sharpshooter like that wide open. But all in all, I have to say, I was really, really happy with how they played. Um it's a it's a big big hill to climb to to knock off number two, but hey, this basketball team is far better in the basketball world than our football team was in the football world, and we beat Clemson. So you know anything can happen, and I th- I think I like their chances if they play the way they're playing right now. I do too. Daniel Baldwin show here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Real quick, what did you uh? Why do you think someone like Geno Thorpe is getting limited minutes now? We saw so much from him in the beginning, and then last night he. 
That usually, you know, and, and I don't know this, but that usually suggests to me maybe something's not quite right with him. Mm-hmm. You know, so if he's nursing something, I did see late in the fourth quarter we had talked about battle was going to be uh, a game time decision, and he did come out and play. And Jim went on to talk after the game about, you know, we got he's our best player. We yeah. have to have him on the court. If he says he can play, I'm going to play that athlete. And and so he obviously told his coach he thought he could go. Um, you could see him put his hand on his upper hip and his back a couple of times, uh, you know, with just a few minutes left in the game. So it was starting to wear on him. You know, it was definitely yeah. wearing on him. The injury, whatever it is that he sustained, the strain to his back was starting to wear on him. So he's got a little time to mend up right now. Hopefully he's, you know, stretching and, and doing the necessary things that he needs to do to be 100% to play against Kansas because they're going to need everything he's got to beat them. And I would imagine the trainers don't want to push anything at this early in the game. They don't want to push Injuries. I mean, I know Gino had a little bit of an ankle thing, and uh, now you're saying Ty's holding his back. You don't want to push those. Yeah, I don't think you want to push them. But you know, the the, the interesting thing is the schedule that they have now. You know, that they're they're going to look at. Uh, unfortunately, in some ways, and maybe fortunately for Syracuse, they can knock off some of these teams. That as they get better, everyone gets better as mm-hmm. the year goes on, provided you stay healthy. So. If we're going to look at Syracuse down the road, the time to grab a Kansas is right now. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want to play them in the, in, you know, uh, until you're into the Final Four if you have to play them again. Already getting a correction from a listener off Twitter. Holy bleep, guys. Kid's name was Kevin Herter that hit the threes last night. Yeah, well, you know what? I was hurting when he, Josh said it, and I, <laughs> I'm not the one that said it. So... There you go. Thrown under the bus over here. I've no. I'd... I believe. I believe it's a true. A true freshman too. Yeah. Uh, I. I recall in the post uh, an interesting thing that was said. Um, Beheim talked about that that kid Herter was available when he was coming out, and that Syracuse did not have a scholarship to offer him, which I thought was very interesting. Maybe that was a year that they were sanctioned or limited on their scholarships. Well, he scored twenty points last night, so that might have been someone Man, you want to look at. That kid can shoot it. And he's only a freshman. He's 18. We will come back, get your texts and tweets in here on the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Hey, it's Seth Goldberg. Join me and Adrian Autry, 7 o'clock on Mondays from Stratomia Restaurant. We'll give you an hour of SU basketball talk. That's 7 o'clock at Stratomia and live here on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. Hey Josh. Yeah. Um, what's going on with Monday Night Football? I, I mean, they're not putting up games that anybody cares about. We didn't even talk about it yesterday going into the game. We did not even talk about Monday Night Football on Monday's show. Showing you, and, and didn't even realize we didn't talk about it until after I got a text from Josh going, hey man, Monday Night Football. And I went, yeah, who cares? Hmm. So... You know, and and that that kind of lethargic, apathetic attitude is really hurting the entire league. I mean, it, 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 the article that I read says Monday Night Football ratings hit seasons low as Ravens peck Texans. Now, again, we're not talking about two teams either that you know are, are, are a hotbed like we're going to talk about a Los Angeles team or you know even any of the New York teams, Chicago, where. You have that many people that live in the city that hopefully bring you that type of an audience that you're hoping for if you're selling. But this is a problem with attendance is, is, I mean, terribly low for the NFL. They've dug themselves in a very, very significant hole. Um, and, and, of course, it all leads, leads back to um, 
Kaepernick's kneeling incident, you know, in San Francisco, which then when Trump chimed in about it, it became a political statement. And now the NFL's in trouble. I don't think it goes back to the kneeling that people are not watching. Oh, I just I think do. they're not interested. They're no, just not no, interested. No, 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 no. no. I, I totally disagree. Just you think just because the president says boycott, they did Tra- this many people did. Oh no, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm saying that um, n- not necessarily because remember this guy won the election. Mm-hmm. He won. So whether you like him or not, and I'm not going to get into that. What I'm going to tell you is a lot of people are upset because they never saw it coming. If you had said to Hillary Clinton two years before that election, hey, guess what? You're going to run against Donald Trump. She would have mm-hmm. laughed her way all the way to the bank. Yeah. Never anticipating. No one thought this guy was going to pull it off. So he won. He won the election. That means he does have a significant amount of followers. So could he have the uh, an effect on the outcome of people watching a football game if he said you should boycott if they're going to yell? Absolutely he could have an effect on The guy's the president of the United States. You get a lot of a lot of rhetoric from people who don't like him, mm-hmm. and you hear a lot about that, and for many reasons that are viable and, and should be listened to. Nevertheless, even if he even if he has a thirty three percent approval rating, those thirty three percent of the people are a lot of guys that can afford tickets to go to an NFL game, or a lot of guys that would watch an NFL game or gamble on an NFL game. So I beg to differ. I think he made a significant difference in his asking for a boycott, but more importantly, not. His difference that he made, I don't think is significant as America's take on kneeling during the national anthem. So for those blood and guts guys that watch football, a lot of those guys got a soft spot for military people, which are the are the people that are most offended by the kneeling during the anthem. Mm-hmm. And so, and I have to say, I'm not a football player, and although I did play football in high school and I did play football in college, I do not turn around and look at it as an issue. But I do have a real issue with people kneeling during that anthem as a form of protest because of what I think it says to those people that have given their lives and given their service to this country. So I I, I have a problem with it. That does not mean I I deny you your right to say, I think that's nonsense. The First Amendment gives us the right to protest. Well, I, I get all of it. But for this guy, you order hamburger, I order hot dog. You like sauerkraut, I like relish. Mm. We all have a right to choose. I have an issue. I have not been to a single NFL game this season. Not one. Because of this issue, because, because of this, this because of this issue, I am invited by Jim Kelly. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm a Giants fan. Um, I have only because of this job watched any football either. I have wow. no, I have no interest in it at all. No interest. Does that reign true for you guys listening right now? Three one five two eight eight zero six four four. Like Daniel said, ratings are down all time low for last night Monday Night Football. Is it because of the uh, the kneeling? What's changed from last stuff? season to this season, Josh? I, I mean, that that is a major point. I, I'll give you that. And, I, and you make a good point by saying 33% of people are still a lot of people. Right. But I think that it's probably a perfect storm. It's probably, well, who cares about the Ravens? You know, it's like, it's this game that, all right, does everybody not care about it? What is it? Yeah, but, but we're, okay, so I think you're isolating this to the one statement that I, that I read, mm-hmm. which was about this particular Monday Night Football. Um, but the NFL in, in, in its all, why don't we Google that? Attendance in the NFL this season. It's down. No, it's absolutely down. Oh, so then it's no longer about the Ravens and the Texans, if it's down for everyone. I, you, yes, you know what? You're, you are right about that. They're overall down. The attendance is down. Viewership is down. Is this the only contributing factor? I don't know. I think that there's probably some other things. I don't know what they are. There's people who are much smarter than me out there who can figure that stuff out, but I don't know. 
Mm. I think that people are uh, <laughs> there are people that are upset, like you're saying, but I don't know if it's the if it's the biggest reason. Well, I want. I want. I mean, maybe I, they've I want, changed I want numbers. I maybe want they've numbers. Uh, they've NFL changed the attendance, mustard. NFL attendance this season. Mm-hmm. So let's Google it right now. Let's get let's get them right by the throat. Let's get them right by the throat. NFL attendance this season, mm-hmm. and I'm going to write down question mark and see what order. This is the Daniel Baldwin show here on ESPN Come Radio on, Syracuse. Bring it to it. Bring it to it. Someone write in and tell me what they're Asking you, well, there are people, yes. The text Someone line is open. The phones are always open. Of course, 437 7644. Here come the texts. Daniel, I'm with you. Not watching until they stand 100%. I like that. Who wrote that? <laughs> I don't know the, na- the name, but the person. My but, house uh, they're, <laughs> they're coming over for a nice dinner with some soup, some. When I spread NFL TV attendance numbers continue to decline right. early in yeah. 2017 season. The reason political and kneeling mm-hmm. right here, right here, yeah, right here, backing up the great one again. We got and the, they bring up Trump. Well, Daniel, if I may uh, congratulate you on our first caller to the Daniel Ballin show, John in Syracuse wants to talk about kneeling. Go Come ahead. on, John. Hey, good afternoon, guys. My name is John. Um, I'm actually a military veteran. I spent nine years active duty um, in the Army. And um, Thank you just, for your just service, to address John. The, the kneeling thing, um, me and, and a lot of the guys that I serve with, a lot of my brothers and sisters, we all have the same opinion on this. Um, one of the things that we fight for is our freedom in this country. And as stupid as this is, I believe, one of the freedoms is for this moron to kneel at the National Anthem. And for, for me... My job and what I signed on that line for was to make sure that he has the freedom and the right to do that. So um, from a veteran standpoint, I hate it. I personally hate it. But the reason that I did what I did um, was to protect that freedom. So, I mean, take it how you want, but that's that's my opinion. And I, and, and I appreciate that. And I will say this. I absolutely agree with you that he has the right to do so. Just like the guy next to me has the right to order the stinky fish, but I don't have to sit next to him and smell it, John. So <laughs> the, the, the point that I'm trying to make about this is, isn't there, when you go back and think about what Kaepernick was protesting, we no longer talk about that at all. It's all about the issue of kneeling during the anthem, whether it's offensive, whether it should be right, whether they should be allowed, whether teams in the league should be able to ban it and, and take that right away from them. And all these different legal and, 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 and different things that far gone is the issue that Colin Kaepernick kneeled for, number one. Number two, isn't there some way that these multi-million dollar well-kept prima donna athletes could find that was less offensive to the men and women like yourselves that have gone out there and served our country brave and proud. Isn't there some other way? And so I put forth on the show, John, I said, you know what? You want to show me that it really matters something to you? Then say, when they say first team on the field, take a knee and say, I refuse to play. I'm not, I'm going to forfeit my paycheck and I'm going to say, I'm not playing because this issue. Now that would get a lot of attention and a lot of people saying, wow, man, that guy really believes what he said. If there's even a single military person or a veteran that is offended by this or someone, God forbid, that has had to pay the ultimate price, John, a friend of yours, I'm sure, that came home with yeah. that flag draped over their casket and their mother's crying and has to watch that on a Sunday and, and you know, while she's relaxing in her home, I've got an issue with that. And I, and I appreciate what you said. You absolutely have the right. And, I, and, I, and I'm, 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 I'm honored to have you on my show as somebody who served this country. But I'm going to say... For me, I don't want the stinky fish next to me. 
Thank you for your call, John. Phones exploding for you, Daniel Baldwin. Cam in Syracuse. You're on the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, hello, Cam. hello. So uh, part of the problem is obviously, yes, it's the wonderful, wonderful kneeling, which I won't even get into. Um, yes, they have the right to whether you like it or not or whether I like it or not or whether anyone likes it or not. Um, I have friends in the military that I'm very, very close with, and uh, they – they echo what John said, uh, the caller before me. So uh, I, I personally, do I like it? No. Is it their right? Yes. Um, the problem, there are other problems. Let's be honest. The quarterback play has been absolutely deplorable. If you look, you have Aaron Rodgers out for the season. You have DJ, uh, Deshaun Watson, who was coming up as a phenom, a guy that was doing amazing things. He's out for the season. How many, how many quarterbacks are we on now where – we're on the second string or the third string quarterback. These guys aren't that good. And now you get these guys that want to keep their job. What are they doing? They're throwing five yard outs and they're just trying not to turn the ball over. So we're not getting the gunslinger or Brett Favre. We're not getting unscared football. We're getting these people that are playing just to keep their jobs. And it's, it's not entertaining to watch. Um, the best thing that's come out of it has been the celebrations. People get excited when they get to see uh, Juju Schuster play hide-and-go-seek with Le'Veon Bell and stuff like that. But, you know, if the game's not enticing, which, you know, it really hasn't been, all the commercials, everything, you know, people don't, people don't want to watch that. And on top of it, going to a stadium game, going to Ralph Lauren, going to M&T Bank Stadium, because, yes, I'm a Ravens fan, and, yes, I cared last night, um, that's just not – you don't get the best viewing experience. You get the best viewing experience now, personally, on your couch. And that's the, – the, the studies are beginning to show that you don't, you don't have to sit in the stadium and look up to the Jumbotron. You, you get to just sit at home and watch the replays and see what happens. So it's not as enjoyable for people to go to the stadium anymore when they can watch it at home in the comfort of their home. Because let's be honest, when it's 20 degrees outside, who wants to be sitting outside? That's a good point. You know what I think it's going to prove that point some, Kemp, is that you're going to see that by next year or the season after, they're going to move the ball back five yards on the kickoff and let them return the ball again. Because they've taken that away saying that it was dangerous, but the games are so boring right now, they're going to put that back and they don't care if somebody gets hurt or not. Watch them change that rule. Bill in Liverpool, we see you. Wayne in the truck, we see you. we got to hit spots and come back. I don't want to get backed up. Stay on the line, boys. Stay on the line, boys. Why is attendance down? Why is viewership down in the NFL? We want to know why. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Did you miss In the Booth with Matt Park? If there's actual proven connection between Shiano and Sandusky and condoning it, then he should never work again, period. I don't think that's been proven. He has been vetted and hired by several people since. He's a good football coach. There's a public outcry. They're hurt that they didn't get John Gruden. Tennessee thinks they're better than they actually are. In the Booth, two to three weekdays. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Follow us on Twitter, ESPN Syracuse, ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And now, Bill, thank you in Liverpool for holding. Uh, Go ahead. You're on with Daniel. Sure. uh, My comment. There's a reason why people see the world with very different eyes. And one of the greatest honors that you have, for example, in a religious sense, is when you kneel in humility 
because you see a situation where you respect something tremendously like the flag and you see it being denigrated in a situation, uh, in a political situation, where somebody is actually supporting neo-Nazism, somebody is supporting a person like uh, Roy Moore, who's a child molester, and I could go on and on and on what's going here. So in military people, I personally had opportunities to work with a number of people in the military. The reason the situation is so bad right now is not in greatest part because some people follow a president who is not representative of our culture or our morals, but it's because the NFL is overexposed. It's a marketing issue. It started going down when they started having football almost every night of the week and not to mention the private channels. So if you want to be objective about it, look at the economy and the economics of when any corporation overextends a product that it thinks is so good, people will keep buying it. That turns people off. It's happened here locally where you've seen local corporations that say, hey, our store is doing really well. Let's build 10 of them. And what ends up happening is failure. Uh, you have to understand your market size. And when you overexpose yourself, that is the reason the uh, attendance is down, along with the few people who buy into an immoral presidency in a political situation. And if anything, when you're sitting next to those people who are attending, you should respect the fact they're kneeling because they honor the flag, not because they disrespect it and they're truly disappointed in the evolution of what's happened in this country. All right, Bill, thank you so much. Thank Daniel. you so much. Go Bill. ahead. Well, I, I have to say that um, I understand, and again, this is one of those uh, fiery subjects that people can get very hot over. I don't get a loose my cool over very many things. Um, no toilet paper in the bathroom when my kids leave that. That's something I can get get very upset about. Um, but this particular issue, uh, no, I don't agree with Bill. I don't believe that they're kneeling to honor some situation. Uh, I don't I don't think that's the case. We're talking why are ratings down? Why is attendance down in the NFL? Steve in New Jersey. Where's Big Steve in New Jersey? Big Steve, you're on with Daniel Baldwin. Go ahead. Hey, guys, just moved moved down. Uh, I was up in Syracuse for a little bit, but I miss Syracuse, but I don't miss the snow. No, but, I hear you, uh, um, I'm, a, I'm a younger guy, so I think I speak amongst many millennials, who we all feel the same way about the ratings. Yes, we understand the political awareness of the kneeling and whatnot, and that's a big issue we're talking about the ratings. But actually, we feel um, social media. I don't need to watch the game. I can just watch it, you know, on, the, on my morning trip to work or whatever on my phone. Three minutes, I watch the whole game on Twitter, YouTube, whatever. Why do I need to sit and watch the whole game? I can just access anything, anytime, no matter what, and see everything I need to see. You know, and I, I think that hurts because people would rather just watch the highlights. And it's successful for anyone. And well, it's in your phone, it's in your pocket. Well, you know, I, I agree. I, I think, though, that uh, in particular, not so much TV viewership, although that did start the story. You know, the, the experience of taking... If I, if I told you... Last season, I took my two daughters, who are now um, eight and nine years old, so they were seven and eight years old, and I took them to multiple Dodgers games. If you would have asked them to name one player, even any one positions they played, they, it was the experience. It was the experience of being in the crowd and doing the wave and eating a hot dog and having popcorn, you know, and 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 and, and just being at a stadium and everything. So, and, and that's way down, you know. So, uh, I, I really think that. A lot of people are looking at 
what the average person has to do to make what they do and, and make ends meet and keep their family going, the, the ever-increasing shrinking of the middle class in this country and the disparaging gap between haves and have-nots. So with that said, it's also, I think, a bit of a tougher pill for people to swallow when you're talking about a guy who, I think they just talked about someone got suspended uh, in the NFL and will forfeit $750,000 a game for three games. And I thought to myself, man, $750,000 for three games. That's a lot of dough to make to run around for 45 minutes and play football. It's a lot of money. Well, we are here live on the Daniel Baldwin Show. We have, uh, I believe it was Cam's point. Real quick breaking news coming off. Cam, who called in and said, well, the quarterback uh, game is down. It's, you're seeing these boring QBs. News is breaking right now off uh, CBS Sports and the NFL saying that the Giants will bench Eli Manning this weekend. Geno Smith will start. Geno Smith will be playing, and Eli will either be kneeling or sitting on the sidelines. He so will not be in the game, yeah. Protest. I protest it. Uh, I, I can't imagine how you're going to blame, although I know his numbers are down. Uh, that's tough to take somebody who has led you to the promised land twice, uh, has been relatively unscathed as far as any kind of controversy or anything, and has been the quiet leader of that organization on the field for a, over a decade. So uh, that's got to be a tough pill for you to swallow. Uh, uh, so what's that like for you listening right now to hear, if you're a, particularly a Giants fan, Eli Manning is being benched. Wow, what does it come down to, man? Is it Eli's fault? Is, does Eli deserve to be benched? What's your feeling on that? Text us or call us right away. I want to hear what you think because uh, I don't think that that's the move. I don't think that you take a veteran like that, particularly knowing that they're not going to the playoffs um, and, and is, is you're going to tell me that you need to get Geno some snaps to get him prepared for next year. What a lousy way to let, let Eli go. That obviously puts the writing on the wall. Is Eli going somewhere else to back somebody up? Uh, and how much of this is Eli's responsibility and how much is his fault? Give us a call and let us know what you think about that. McAdoo says Gino will start this week. Over the last five games, we will take a look at Gino. We will also give Davis an opportunity. Rookie Davis Webb is being looked at. So let us know. What do you think, Daniel? What are your opinions? 315-288-0644 is that text line. And the phones are open. 437-7644. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. Home of the Syracuse Crunch. Mitchell Stevens across. Here's a shot. Score! Kevin Lynch ties the game. Atkinson left side. Shoots. He scores! Picked off by another. Peck takes it. For Lynch who shoots. He scores! Kevin Lynch with 103 to go in the third period. Gives the Crunch its first lead. It's 3-2. ESPN 97.7, a.m. Saturday, the Orange are in Miami to face the Kansas Jayhawks. Coverage starts at 4 on TK99 and ESPN AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Caribbean Queen? Is that Caribbean Queen? Yeah, little Billy Ocean. Yeah. (laughs) Come around me, cause Joey's big shorts. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his finger on the button, don't even do it. He's got his finger on the red button. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa. Here on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Have you gotten yourself down to Liverpool Pool and Spa yet? 
I'm very familiar with it. We've uh, my parents had a pool out in that neck of the woods. Have growing you up. been down Personally, to no. see the selection at no. this mega store? I would like to go have a schwitz. In I a, uh... am going to reach out again and say, "Where is my hot tub? <laughs> Where is my hot tub? Do you know who we are dealing with here? Do you not realize is the hot tub big enough to bring Larry in as a guest? <laughs> Nothing is. And the Wonder Lizard." <laughs> <laughs> was that a Frank Zappa album? I don't know if that is. <laughs> Dynamo Hum. Oh, very good. Yes, Larry. So there has been discussion. I got, we got pulled into a big meeting with Polly, Polly the Mole. Yeah. And Polly the Mole had us in, and he said, "Let's talk about how we're going to move forward with the show that is skyrocketing." Yeah. This is the, it's skyrocketing. And I, it's uh, I actually believe the first thing he said is, "Can you please stop calling me the Mole?" Which we clearly ignored completely. No, no, he's Polly the Mole. For sure. <laughs> Well, that's not going to happen. That's Com- not like calling Joe that, Larry. Yeah, I completely. This, this has been set in stone. Yeah, it's now, been done. Right, right yeah. So, so Paulie goes on to, to go into, you know, and God bless you guys because the experience of doing a radio show, I'm an on-camera person, you know, in television and film and so on. So uh, uh, I don't know the things that you know. This has been a learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll even see Joe give me a look when I go, can I say, but he'll look at me and go like, yeah, no, you can't say yeah, that. Yeah, and, you know? he's, and he's go, usually right. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. I'll pull that up, you know. And and I ask because I honestly am not sure. Yeah, you right. know, I mean, what what's I've already been in the principal's office a few times, which I'm used to in yeah, my career sure. for sure. Sure. So that that's not foreign to me. Thank God it's the great Ed Levine, the great Ed because he's a he's a softer spoke and he gets his point across without having to yell. I don't do well with being yelled at, mm. nor do I do well with yelling at people. Mm. I like to avoid it if I can. Um, uh, but 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 trust me, I can do it if I have to. I witnessed so it. That's you been can. demonstrated. Hello, Hello. check please. Hello. Um, so oh oh my god, I didn't tell you what happened. So so we're at the. <laughs> you're gonna love this. Oh no, no, you're gonna love this, right? So we've got uh, you know, they when when you get Ed seats, uh, and he and he's so gracious to give us seats to go to some of these athletic events at Syracuse. He's got that box, which yeah. is awesome. The you Galaxy know, the, Media Box. He's got the Galaxy Media Box with seats. It's in the glass. We've got somebody in there serving us food and cocktails and, and soda for if you're sober like me, uh, and it's really a lovely experience to go to. So. <laughs> No, no. We're in the we're in the lounge where they serve the pre meal, and as I'm walking, often you know it, it's one of two scenarios. I have to watch guys checking out Robin if I'm walking sure. behind her. Yeah, and you know, go oh, look at that babe. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, right. You know, or she has to get hey, that's one of the ball. Yeah, sure, ball. sure. You know, if she's if she's far enough behind me, she gets to hear the reaction after I go by. So as I'm going by, these guy, I, I hear them go, hey man, that's that's Daniel Baldwin. That's Daniel Baldwin. And next thing you hear. That's Robin. <gasps> hey, Robin. And they wow. start yelling to Robin. Well, Robin was on cloud nine. Sure she was. Robin was on cloud nine. She goes, I have fans. She's on the phone telling her friends that fans are catcalling her <laughs> and they know her. And she has arrived. But this beats all. So after the sit down with the great one, you mm. and I, our first principal yeah. session together, and the big one said, you know, let's limit the Larry. I agree with Polly. But <laughs> we're walking up to his suite at the basketball game yesterday. Mm-hmm. And this guy's coming down. You know, you have to if you're down in courtside seats, you have to walk up those large yeah, stairs, those stairs the football yeah. stadium to get up the thing. And this guy's walking towards me. He's a full twenty steps ahead, and he starts going, "Larry, Larry, Larry!" In front of the and great he, one. And it, no, no, he doesn't do it in front oh. of the great one. So he just keeps saying it over again. Robin and I are cracking up. He gets even with me, and he he gives me like the shoulder chuck, you know, yeah, a right, shot yeah. to my side. He goes, "Larry," oh. and he does Larry again. He probably said Larry seven times. Yeah, right. right. So now I get all the way upstairs and. We're 
we're laughing and everything. And I go, I said to Ed, I go, you won't believe what this guy just said to me. Now, Robin's talking to someone else. Why <laughs> I go, he said, Larry, Larry. He yeah. goes, no, he didn't, Baldwin. Come on, don't give me that. Because he thinks I'm trying to argue my point, the right. value of having Larry. <laughs> so, so I turn and I go, I yell across the street. I go, Robin. What did the guy yell? She goes, Larry. Oh, she yells, Larry. No. <laughs> and you just see, you just see Ed Jake is like, oh God, oh, please, please don't make him more famous now. It's the catchphrase. Don't no. make him more famous. How long Larry the Schlong King. How long do we have? <laughs> How long do we have Larry t-shirts? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. See, How long? I said to him, you're not looking at the upside. Larry shirt, Larry, mm. with his picture on him. Look at. I never me? asked for any of this. <laughs> I, I, I know you did, but look what it's done. Look, what look how much done. fun you're having now. Before you were a meek, mild mannered reporter, and now you're Larry. You have tried so hard to succeed, and you have fallen you ass backwards into it. So look at that. It's a win-win. Well, now look at Now we're out of time. But anyways, the point of the whole conversation is uh, the video feed coming very soon. Yeah, we're going to be going live. We're going to show the show live, probably Facebook, podcast, all of it. You're going to be able to see the characters. And the question I want you to think about before we get back yeah. for tomorrow is, do we do nude volleyball playing? <laughs> do we do you know? Do we do some some really cool Clearly, stuff that right. you you want to add that imagery to yeah. it? Yeah. Send us in your ideas. We're gonna process them and we're gonna make it happen. Brent Axe up next. This has been the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse.